Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, apologies, we won't be able to go live on, on Facebook tonight. Uh, we won't do that live. Uh, I think we're just having a bit of connection problem. Welcome, everybody. I thank you for joining us. Uh, we'll, upload, we'll upload the video later on Facebook. Um, I think that's what we'll do. And next week, we'll have sorted that out by God's grace. So thank you very much. Uh, let's just say a word of prayers as we start. Father, we thank you for tonight. Thank you for your word that gives light and life. Father, we ask as we go into the study of the word tonight, you go with us in the name of Jesus. You open our eyes and our hearts to understand your word. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Thank you. Uh, while others are joining, uh, today we're going to talk uh, about the book of Chronicles, that's the first and second Chronicles, then Ezra and Nehemiah. Uh, beautiful books. Uh, we should know that uh, the book of Chronicles was actually written after the exile. It was a post-exilic book. Uh, now it was. It, <coughs> it talked about the history of uh, of 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 the children of Israel and a number of details that uh, both Samuel and Kings missed out, then they repeated some of the history that were also uh, said in, in Samuel and, and Kings from another perspective. Um, uh, some people, uh, were, yes, they, 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 they also confuse it uh, uh, because they, they, I think it was one of the Kings, either first or second Kings uh, said other things are recorded uh, in the Chronicles. Uh, uh, and uh, and people thought that it's this particular book, uh, no, that Chronicles is actually a Chronicles of Kings, um, like record of Kings in palaces. Uh, so it's different from this. Uh, both Kings and Chronicles actually drew their, their sources or their materials from court Chronicles. Uh, so, uh, and then uh, the author is unknown. Uh, just a few a few uh, academic things there uh, but uh, a number of people have referred to the author of the book as the, the chronicler uh, then um, yeah we've talked about the events so the book of chronicles was written during the process exilic period of the people of judah who returned from exile to provide encouragement and exhortation for the returnees emphasis was placed on obedience to god the successes of kings that obeyed and the failures of disobedient kings. Uh, and also idolatry and infidelity were outrightly condemned. Um, may God help us as we journey briefly through the book of Chronicles in Jesus name. Amen. Uh, let's hear you, uh, Ro Michael and uh, Sister Fumi, are you online? So let's say you respond. God will help us in the name of Jesus. God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, sir. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Okay. So let's uh, go to the discussion. Uh, God has been at the forefront of the history of mankind, especially the Israelites. Uh, the opening of, of, of the book itself actually uh, uh, shows that God 
is the one uh, 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 he talks about the, the, the genealogy from Adam downwards. And it also highlights the sovereignty of God and his greatness, uh, his power, his uniqueness, uh, were also expressly explained. And then how God fights his bat the battle for his people. Uh, and a great lesson there is that the more we remain in Christ, the greater victory we experience that we may express his glory. Uh, David, David's commendable passion for worship and service of the Lord is evident in bringing the Ark of Covenant to Jerusalem was also passionate. He was also passionate about proper worship of God. David devoted himself to Yahweh worship and organized the temple service involving the priests and Levites. What can be said about your attitude to God, his worship and his service? Uh, we can see uh, in the book, in fact, this was when David divided everybody, every household, every family into, into segments, every Levite, the household of Levite, into segments, the ones that will just be prophesying with apps, the ones that will carry these. That, so it, it, it was so, that shows his passion uh, for the worship and praise of Yahweh. What, what, will, what, what can be said about our own today? What can, what, when we are no longer around, what kind of reports can be said about our own attitude either to God or to men or to worship or to service of God. Okay, um, number five. Okay, let's just go to number six. One of the themes in Chronicles is seeking God wholeheartedly. And we can see it uh, in, 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 in David's handing over to Solomon. That's in First Chronicles chapter 28, verse nine. At the end of First Chronicles, David specifically charged his son, Solomon, to seek God wholeheartedly, the whole of his heart. Uh, and then uh, we could see now that uh, Chronicles conspicuously also account for how Solomon glamorously built and dedicated the golden edifice called the temple. In fact, uh, uh, history recorded that when the temple was rebuilt, we're going to see it in, in, in the next books we are we're reviewing, that uh, the people that saw the temple of Solomon, they were crying. Because uh, even though the new generation thought the temple of Zerubbabel was good, but uh, the, uh, the ones that saw the temple of Solomon were crying because it was not anything near what Solomon built. Uh, if you read those, uh, those, those, those descriptions, of how Solomon put everything uh, in place. And David had put all these things in place before Solomon came. And Solomon even went an extra mile to make sure that everything was in place uh, for the building of the temple uh, of God. I, I mean, that, 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 is, that, is very, that is very instructive for us these days. Uh, what can't we give to God? What can't we uh, uh, live for God. Uh, the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, now it turned, it took a, a little bit of a turn, downward turn. It is a grievous thing to neglect God. From the following scripture, I like the consequences of forsaking God. We have a number of scriptures quoted there. Uh, 
and then some who, who sought God well. Uh, and God is still looking for true worshipers. Now, if you look at, uh, because of time, because we are rushing, we are still doing two chapters per week, we'll soon be through this uh, phase, and we'll be able to dig into this study well. If you look at all those uh, uh, scriptures, uh, loads of kings, uh, like, like we said uh, last week when we were treating kings, that um, the, the kings of Israel, most of them, 90% or no, 95% of them uh, uh, were idolatrous, were evil. The king of Judah, or that's after the kingdom has been splitted, the kings of Judah, a number of them were good, but a number of them still followed the king of, of, of Israel, the kings of Israel. So uh, uh, we had people who disobeyed God and what ended them, uh, and we had people who obeyed God and what ended them. Jesus is prefigured in the Chronicles as the one coming to fully and ultimately establish the throne of David forever. Uh, that's in Matthew uh, chapter 1, verse 1 to 17, Luke 3, 23 to, to 38. Uh, Jesus is actually going to literally sit on the throne of David. Uh, that's at the millennium. I've done a whole study on the book of Revelation. So please go online, uh, either on, on YouTube or on, on any of your podcast, uh, uh, any of any podcast platform. Just search for Revelation. I've done a whole study on the entire book of Revelation. So go and let's let's check out the, the, the millennium and uh, what's going to happen at that time. But Jesus is going to come back on this earth literally to sit on the, on the throne of David and reign for a thousand years. Okay, let's just conclude on the, on the book of, of Chronicles because I want us to dwell on Ezra and, 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 uh, and Nehemiah. The Chronicles can be said to be Israel's spiritual heritage. It serves as a reminder, encouragement, hope, and better future for the exile returnees. And to as many who would believe in God, God is always faithful to his promise and is a covenant-keeping God. He fulfilled his promise to David in the person of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior whose reign has no end. God's glory filled the temple that the priests could not enter. That is an indication that if we dedicate our lives unto God, he will fill our lives with his presence. For your body, for our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is not built with hands. As the Father is looking for true worshipers who would worship him in spirit and in truth. There is the hope of restoration if we humble ourselves pray seek god and turn from our wicked ways it pays to seek no serve him than to neglect and reject him uh, god is still seeking true worshipers all through the bible if you in fact even read when we get to the prophet you see that god was still referring to the fact that the children of israel were going back to worship other idols worship idol of wood god is still seeking worshipers seeking worshipers till today so if you can be true in your worship to god uh god seeks you i mean how will the maker of the whole universe seek you so and if you can give him that what he thirsts for imagine what he's, he's capable of doing for you. he can stop protocols break protocols on your behalf the lord will help you in jesus name Okay, let's quickly go to Ezra and Nehemiah. Yes. yes. So these two books are like Siamese twins. 
uh, have I talked about Nehemiah? Okay, no, it was Esther. I think you've talked about the book of Nehemiah. Um, you can check one of my podcasts. Maybe I think I've talked about the book of Nehemiah. But yes, uh, in fact, I've even written a book on Esther. Uh, I hope I, I hope I'll get to publish it uh, in a couple of weeks. Just a few more edits, and I will publish it. Um, I've done a, 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 an extensive teaching on Esther as well. So Esther, Nehemiah, Ezra uh, uh, were also uh, uh, exilic books, but Ezra and Nehemiah are kind of Siamese twins. Uh, why? Uh, because, uh, in fact, uh, okay, let me just read the introduction we have here before I explain uh, what I wanted to explain. Like Siamese twins, the book of Ezra and Nehemiah were originally one book, the Hebrew manuscript. Even possibly Chronicles and Ezra, Nehemiah were a first and second volume of Hebrew history. So these three books, uh, uh, Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, were together because they were all post-exilic. They were all after the children of Israel. Uh, I mean, they've served their seventy-year uh, uh, term in exile, and they were to be encouraged to come back um, um, to, to, to Jerusalem. God's people have fulfilled their, yeah, they fulfilled their years in Babylonian exile and needed to come home according to his plans for them. But the home, Jerusalem, has been chattered and needed rebuilding. There, there were three men whose efforts were germane in the resettlement of God's people in their God-given land, Jerusalem. They are Ezra, Nehemiah, and Zerubbabel. Ezra 7.1 affirms that Ezra arrived in Jerusalem during the reign of Artaxerxes, the king of Persia, precisely in the fifth month of the seventh year of the king's reign. So, Ezra came to Jerusalem year seven of the reign of the king. Nehemiah 1 verse 2 and 2 verse 1 affirm the event of Nehemiah occurred in the 20th year of the king at a sexy. So this is just about 13 years later uh, between. Okay. So about 13 years interval between when Ezra arrived and when Nehemiah arrived. <coughs> Thus, the first time Nehemiah arrived in Jerusalem between 12 and 13 years after, yeah, after Ezra's arrival. So Nehemiah 13, 6 or 7 may imply that Nehemiah left Jeremiah, uh, Jerusalem in the 32nd year of Artaxerxes and returned later. So Nehemiah also stayed in Jerusalem for 12 years. So all those things that were happening uh, is not just an overnight thing. No wonder he, he requested for letter from the king to protect them. He requested for armed guards because it wasn't just something that you travel and go back. And now, what, what, why, why were they talking about, if I finished uh, reading the introduction, why was he talking about, um, why was he talking about resettlement of God's people. When they, were, when they went on exile, they were carried away from their land. <coughs> Persia, the king of Persia, 
and the king of Babylon, and the king of Persia, both of them made other people to live in, their, in Jerusalem. They carried, they transmigrated them. In fact, for, for Israelites, it was, it was more terrible because it was the Persians that first uh, 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 captured them. Uh, then the Babylonians came to capture uh, Judah. Then Persia went to capture Babylonia. Well, let's, let's leave that history. So the Persians, when they came to, uh, uh, um, uh, not, no, sorry, not the Persians down, uh, Assyrians, sorry, Assyrians. So when the Assyrians came to capture uh, uh, Israel, Israel, they, they, they made sure that Israel did everything that God said they should not do. All the meats uh, that, that were ceremonially unclean, they made sure they ate it. They made sure they forced them to intermarry. They polluted their, their lineage. And that happened for almost 100 years or over 100 years before Judah was captured by Babylon. Then Pasha now conquered Babylon. So that is why it is now Pasha uh, that's... So Babylon conquered Assyria, Pasha conquered Babylon, and all of them are returning back. But the people that were captured who were Israelites, who were in the Northern Kingdom, Israel, they were called Samaritans now. They're no longer the Jews, in quotes. They're now like a second-class citizen because they've been polluted for over 100 years while their brothers in Judah were still saved. <laughs> Excuse me. There are two major themes that run through the Ezra, Nehemiah. There are two major themes that run through Ezra, Nehemiah. First is calling that consists in God. Calling, commissioning, and using nationals and foreigners for his purpose. And revival, which has to do with God raising men and women among these people to revive them in all endeavors. The key verses bringing the two books together are Ezra 1, 1 then Ezra 7, 28, Nehemiah 2, 8 to 9. Uh, maybe we should just read, let's read uh, a few of this. So let's read Ezra 1, verse 1. Someone else to please open to Ezra 7, verse 28. Then another person, Nehemiah 2, 8 to 9. Who is helping us? Ezra 1, 1. Then Ezra 7, 28. Nehemiah 2, 8 to 9. Who is helping us? Okay, maybe I should try and open it here. Is anybody helping us? Okay, let me go. Ezra. Ezra 1 1. Uh, it says, Now, in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled. The Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, that he made a proclamation throughout all the kingdom to put this also in writing. So this is the first year of, 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 
um, Cyrus. Ezra 7.28. Is anybody helping us with that? Ezra 7.28. Yes. And praise him for demonstrating such unfailing love to me by honoring me before the king, hmm. his council, and all his mighty nobles. Okay. I felt encouraged because the gracious hand of the, of the Lord, my God, was on me. And I gathered some of the elders of Israel to return with me to Jerusalem. Okay. So now Ezra is telling us, uh, Cyrus made a proclamation in chapter 1, uh, uh, chapter 7, uh, verse 28, is saying that he brought people together, they went to Jerusalem. Now let's go to Nehemiah 2, 8 to 9. Anybody helping us with that? And a letter unto Asa, yeah. the keeper yeah. of the king's forest, yeah. that he may give me timber to make beam for the gates of the palace which appertain to the house and for the wall of the city and for the house that I shall enter into. And the king granted me according to the good hand of my God upon me. Nine. Then I came to the governors beyond the river and gave them the king's letter. Now the king had sent captain of the army and us men with me. Okay, thank you very much. I, I, I've done a very lovely teaching on this chapter too. Uh, so now, how did, the, how did these three verses link uh, these two books together? Uh, number one, we know that it was Cyrus uh, actually telling us that uh, the hand of the Lord uh, 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 can use anybody, both uh, the heathen, uh, and the and the and the and the and the believer, the Jew. So Cyrus, a heathen king, was the one that the Lord used to give uh, that instruction to go out uh, and build. Uh, however, uh, Ezra made us to realize that um, uh, the king, uh, the hand of the Lord was upon him, but the king allowed him to go. That's the second year of uh, seventh year of Artaxerxes. Uh, Nehemiah also said the same thing. At the 28th year of Artaxerxes, that uh, he also went to the king uh, uh, with, with sober face, and the king allowed him because the gracious hand of God was upon him. So these two uh, 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 or these three verses link these two books together. They were contemporaries uh, around the same time. So let's go to uh, the few discussions we have, uh, and then we'll, we'll begin to wrap up. As Ezra Nehemiah, okay, uh, as Ezra Nehemiah set out to provide uh, a record of reconstruction of Hebrew theocracy upon the physical, upon the physical and spiritual foundations of the past, emphasized covenant renewal and restored community. The key messages are the power of God's word in human life. The building of the walls as a type of building of God's kingdom on earth. God's superintendence show that God's will fulfill his promises to restore his people. However, broken down, they appear. He uses anybody, whoever he or she is, Cyrus, Dairos, Atasexix, Ezra, Nehemiah, Zerubbabel, etc. Uh, and, and, and this is very, very uh, key. Uh, uh, God can use anybody to do his will. 
uh, and that's 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 most of us here. I mean, all of us here are Nigerians, and and that's my that's my my only hope when it comes to the issue of Nigeria. Because uh, for those of you who know me personally, you know I'm very uh, passionate when it comes to politics. Uh, that's the only hope I, I think I have. God can use uh, uh, the so-called, in quotes, evil people to do his will. Uh, because let's look at Cyrus. In fact, uh, 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 Isaiah wrote to Cyrus about 120 years before Cyrus was born. Uh, and called Cyrus, God, God called Cyrus, is anointed. And let, let, maybe we should start, let's, let me throw that conversation open. Um, how do we, because the Bible has said these people who spent 70 years in, in exile, they spent the 70 years, but it took a, an unbelieving king to write a letter proclaiming that these guys should go back to their land. How does that apply to our own situation, especially in our country, Nigeria? Uh, I think everybody here is in Nigeria. Uh, except those who are abroad, uh, but all of us are Nigerians. And those who are watching us from uh, uh, abroad, it can also apply to your country. But how does this apply to us as Nigerians? Cyrus, a, an unbelieving king, was the one that issued a decree for the people of God. So how does this ap apply to us in terms of God fulfilling his purpose? You can unmute yourself if you want to talk. Who is going? Okay. Uh, it seems nobody nobody is going, and our time is far is far going. So. Uh, I, I just I think that's the only hope we have uh, as 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 believers because uh, at times a, a real Christian may not be able to do what some of these guys do. Uh, we may not have the money, we may not have the exposure, we may not have the connections. But God can just um, after all their plans, God in His sovereign plan can just go and speak to the heart of the leader to do His will. For this, for, for, for his children, uh, and I, 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 I strongly believe that that will, that will happen in Jesus' name. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Um, can we I see your face? Are you in a place you can put on your camera? Uh, all right. Okay. Yes. Go ahead, sir. Uh, good evening, sir. Yeah. Uh, I. I followed, I believe the thoughts you, you raised, but the sustainability is the mm -hmm. issue because if that's God use a man, how do that um, um, reign continue? And we know we don't have a king now, we have democracy. Mm -hmm. We have just four years or eight years. Eight years, max. And so from... So me, I believe that the church still have the the um, role to play in the place of prayer and in the place of developing men. We we need to start um, creating thing uh, men that we stand even in politics to to stand for Christ. 
and we 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 have seems to leave that that side for the unbelievers that it is this the gift. But the truth is that all that they do is perfect. So we need to trust God to raise men for us also and to raise men that we stand for God in that position so that uh, when we say not just man, we have men in the House of Assemblies in the governor, president and all that so that it can be a team working together. Just like uh, Daniel has uh, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego in, the, in their own time, not just one man, they were three standing. So uh, that's just my thoughts. Sir. Okay, lovely thoughts. Uh, do we have, let's have reactions to that. We don't have kings now, we have presidents and they, are, they have tenures. So it's not sustainable what he's trying to say. That's what he's trying to say, which is, I mean, which makes a lot of sense. So how does it now apply to us? Because my own, um, while we're waiting for someone else to talk, my own opinion on that is that even when we raise our own people, they still have four years or eight years to, <laughs> it's, still, it's still tenured. But God is the one that is, is continuous. So whoever it is that it keeps coming, God will still keep putting it, turning his heart, turning his heart, turning his heart to do the will, to do his will. Another thing is I wanted us to, uh, let me just, uh, because Ezra, uh, this, this is what happened in the book of Ezra. Um, you know that when Cyrus gave them the note to go and do it, they started rebuilding the walls uh, and uh, the governor, Sambalat, a number of people wrote against them. They brought up accusations against them and the building stopped in the, especially in the year, in the rain, during the reign of Dairos. The building stopped until for 20 years. They stopped the building, even though it was a king, even though it was monarchy. See, people are, even people are, I was discussing with my colleagues today at work that it's only this Sorosuke generation that don't believe that uh, uh, people are, uh, 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 there is, I, 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 sorry, I'm to, to use, how was the word? <laughs> There are wickedness in this in high places. People are wicked. They wrote letters till they stopped that building. And the Bible said it stopped for 20 years. That was the first attempt of Ezra. It was the second attempt that during the reign of Dairos that they now wrote another letter. They go and uh, they, when they wrote that another letter that please let us continue this work. The, the opposition to they've not died. They wrote letter again. These people are, are rebellious. These people will not pay your ta pay taxes again. Blah 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 blah. Those ones to have to write another letter to Cyrus. Go and check the record. Cyrus wrote the letter that uh, it was Cyrus that permitted us to start. They are telling lies before Cyrus said they should go ahead. So yes, we need to raise men. I mean, men and I want to talk about raising men. They don't. It's not compulsory that they are. Everyone we raise becomes president. Let them be in the corridor of power. We need to raise men in ministry, in civil service, in the corridors of power, in military, in paramilitary. Let's raise men. Let's push men there. That no matter the king, so that because if they didn't have men to go and check the chronicles of the kings, they won't. If they were just sitting there in their houses, few other people will write letters against them. They will make decisions against them, and nobody will know. 
So uh, this is a very, 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 very important lesson. Thank you very much, Brashola, uh, uh, for your thoughts there. But either democracy or theocracy or monarchy or whatever, uh, it is still God that is still in the, it is still sovereign and ruling in the affairs of men. Praise the Lord. God's superintendence show that God, okay, we said that conviction, the people wept because they were convicted by divine messages that aroused their consciences, their conscience for a change. The messages were to reconstruct their Jewish life and to be the robe of all foreign attire. Now we need to understand that it was their fathers that sinned. And we need to be very, very careful, uh, especially this, our generation. We need to be very, very, very careful. Some of the things we are doing, may our children not be the ones to pay. We need to be very, very, very careful. The kids are, the kids paid daily for the sins of their fathers. Uh, because what for over 400 years, about 600 years, the Lord was sending messages. Repent, don't follow other gods. If you do this, you will go in exile. They will, they will take your children. In fact, a message came to a particular king of Judah, and he, he said, that, ah, after all, thank God, it will not happen in my days. The captivity will not happen in my days. It will happen in the day of my children. What a selfish father. He knew that something was bad was going to happen, and he thanked God that at least he will have died before it happened. There are a number of things we are doing now as a church, as a family, as individuals, that uh, 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 may our children not be the ones to weep. May our children not be the ones to suffer. And maybe the ones we are even suffering in this country, maybe it's the sins of our fathers. May God forgive and bring us out. So they, they were convicted. They no longer pass the blame. They repented genuinely of their sins. Uh, exogamy, marrying outside the people's own social group, was and remains a sin among God's people. Intermarriage with non-Jewish or foreigner was a sin, which they restituted. Um, the Acts of Ezra, they found a copy of the law ready to the people and revival ensued. The impact of God's word in reshaping our lives cannot be overemphasized. <clears throat> so the word is still the word, no matter what the impact of God's word. See, you're not feeling fine. You, going, you are going through a lot. Just read the word or let the word play. See, the word of God is not ordinary. People have done, kings, presidents, have done so much to, to stop the Bible. The Bible is not an ordinary book. We, we heard about a, a particular wealthy man in this country that sank a whole ship of Bible just to frustrate the Bible from, 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 from spreading. And I do tell people, if you think the name of Jesus is an ordinary name, 
why is almost every religion against that name? Uh, Pastor Nathaniel Bassi, uh, a couple of, of, of weeks ago, just posted on his, on his Instagram or Twitter, uh, on his social media uh, uh, handle that, guys, just put Jesus on your DP at 12 noon. He did not abuse anybody. He did not, he did not say we should carry. Just the fact that, and everybody started putting Jesus, 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 Jesus. And people started reacting. Do you understand? Uh, a, a couple of weeks after, a particular presidential candidate in Nigeria now said he should put his name and, and use it as DP at a particular time. His followers did so. There was no, there was no shout. There was no rubble rousing. There was no. So, and I, so I told people that you think the name of Jesus is ordinary. Do you understand? The things that people have done to silence that name is not an ordinary name. So just let the word of God keep coming out. Let the name of Jesus keep sounding. Let the name of Jesus keep sounding. You will, see, you will see things will change. So Ezra read the word to them and revival ensued just by hearing the word. And we should, we should also understand the privilege we have that we can have a, a Bible to ourselves. This guy, Ezra found a copy of the law and read it to the congregation. They didn't have the luxury of having it to a family or having it to an individual. So the things we take for granted some of the characters we read about in the Bible will do a million and one things to get what we are what, what, what we are taking for granted. Praise the Lord. Okay. The acts of Nehemiah, he assisted, he assisted by the king, led his people to rebuild the fallen Jerusalem walls. He also instituted moral and religious reforms to rededicate the Jews to God. Is there anything that needs rebuilding in your life? Though the prophet faced stiff opposition, God's work cannot be stopped. The project was completed. We are called to build lives for Christ and not destroy lives. Uh, let me just uh, zoom in a little bit here. Although, wow, time is, time is really fast spent. Okay, uh, we, we, we are called uh, uh, to build lives. We're not called to destroy lives. As ministers, as Christians, you don't use your calling to destroy lives. Yes, there, 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 is, a, there is a covenant on us that whoever touches us, God will fight. Let's leave God to do the fighting. I mean, except we don't trust God enough. Let's leave him to do the fighting. But uh, let's trust, I mean, let, let's, let's not use our calling and our, and our, and our, uh, and we threaten people that, you know, I will show you that I, I, I am close to God. No, but yes, if people want to hurt us, and want to harm us, the Bible says they will come in one way and flee in seven ways. It's not going to be us that we chase them to flee in seven ways because you have ministering angels automatically around you. They will chase those who come to attack you. But your giftings, <coughs> your calling, 
is to is to is to build men for Christ, not to destroy them. Uh, so don't put your head under people that will that, that tell you that they can curse you and then your life will be. I don't, I don't, I mean, it is well. The acts of Zerubbabel, it was to rebuild the falling Jerusalem temple with its altar. God used Dairos to open the completion, uh, to order the completion. Ezra 6, 14 to 18, God uses anyone for his purpose, even unbelievers, as a temple of the Lord. Hope your altar is still standing and functioning. I think uh, uh, Broshola helped us here. Uh, he said a wonderful, I mean, lovely contribution that, uh, uh, okay, yes, uh, you can, let me just finish my point. Akobi, you can unmute yourself and uh, uh, ask your question. Let me just finish this point. Uh, so we've said, we've actually said this, that God can use anybody, uh, anybody for his purpose. God can use anybody for his will believers and unbelievers. It is only myopic of us uh, because we all also think that God only uses or God only speaks to those who are in the church. Uh, God showed a vision of a famine to Pharaoh. <laughs> Pharaoh that doesn't even believe that Yahweh exists. <laughs> I mean, that's God. So God can speak to anybody. They don't have to be in the four walls of the church. Yeah, uh, Akobi, please uh, ask a question. If you can let us see your face, we'll, we'll be glad. Okay, you are still muted. We can't hear you. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Okay, you said we should not use our calling to destroy others. So I want to ask this question. Let's assume I'm a deliverance minister and God sent me somewhere to do the work of evangelism. And some people raise their ugly head up as, a, as an enemy of the gospel. After preaching to them, the battle now is not spiritually. After asking them to go the Lord's way and they refuse, then I pray that the Lord should consume them so that the ministry can move forward in that land. And the Lord destroyed them. Maybe some died, some were incapacitated. Am I misusing my gifts or my ministry or my calling in that way? Okay, lovely question. Do we have anybody who wants to attempt it or should I just go ahead? Okay, let me just go ahead. Uh, well, thank you very much. Uh, if the person that is carrying a, a spirit uh, dies, the spirit doesn't die. <laughs> the spirit will just possess another person. So, in my own opinion, it is not it's not for us to to yes, we should uh, we should pray for their repentance and deal with the spirit, with the spirit of the land, with the spirit in him, with the demon in him, cast the demon out. Do you understand? Look at all the demons Jesus addressed and the disciples addressed in the, in the Bible, in the scriptures. He just addressed the demon, the person. In fact, the demon that Jesus cast out from the guy in the sepulchre, the demon possessed guy became an evangelist. The guy, the, the guy wanted to follow Jesus. Jesus said, no, stay here and tell people what the Lord has done for you. He became an evangelist. What if Jesus had killed him? 
So, but Jesus commanded the spirit in him to get out. So if we, if we understand it that way, we command the spirit in them to, to obey, to bow down, command the spirit, because it's not their fault. If you look at that, uh, uh, when, when Jonah was, was to go to, uh, to Nineveh and was, 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 was uh, arguing with God, uh, I mean, God had to tell him that, is it your, are they, are, did they, did they, are you the one they offended? And Jonah said, I know you, God, you're a, you're a merciful God. The issue is that we know that God is merciful. We're like Jonah. We know that God is merciful. We really don't want these people to see God's mercies. But yes, if people are disturbing you, it is not them. It's not that human being. There's a spirit behind him. Cast that spirit out. Let that spirit not disturb you again. Let that spirit be subjected to you. So that's, that's the way uh, I will see that. Because that person can actually be a, a a, a bigger Paul in, in ministry. What if the church had prayed that Paul should die? How many letters will we have had in the New Testament? So uh, it's just the spirit that we should, we should deal with. Those human beings can still be used by God. That's the way I will answer that. Okay. Um, uh, time is gone. Let me just... Um, uh, okay, let's just let's just let's just uh, let's just stop here. Do we have any other question? Uh, because we have just three more minutes. Uh, so even though there were uh, Sambalads uh, and the Tobias uh, and the the, the contrast uh, people, uh, uh, the, the, those were the agents of that the devil used uh, to stop the work. Uh, however, at the second time they were they were. They were going to do that work, they said something significant. And our prophets were with us, helping us, and they could not stop the work. See, at times we want to do things alone, not with the help of your pastor, not with the help of God. There are some battles you don't fight alone, sir. Get that. See, forget or us, okay, generation thing. There are some battles, there are some assignments you don't do alone, you don't go alone. Yes, <clears throat> we are not to now Turn past our pastors to God. Don't turn me to God. But there are some battles you don't fight alone. The first time they were doing it, they wrote letters against them. And the work stopped for 20 years. Yes, sir. But the second time, they were wiser. They wrote letters. They did everything. They told the king to search, do the records. But they added an extra advantage. Our prophets were, were with us, helping us. And the work didn't stop. So if there's anything you gain today, um, carry your prophet along. And don't, don't be a bastard. Don't have many fathers. Don't have many fathers. Stick to where you are being fed. Stick to where you are being fed. See, all this vagabond spirit of, of moving. You know, when you're not Almanjiri, you understand? You're just feeding from here, feeding about. Stay in one house, eat there. Make that your abode. Make that your father. Make that your pastor. Let him be with you in, journey, in, in your journey of life. In fact, the church you are attending that, you, that your pastor cannot, you cannot trust your pastor to be a cover over you, then you are wasting your time. Some of us are attending churches for social status. Do you understand? So let's, let's stay where you are. Stay in one place, be grounded. Have a cover. 
There are journeys in life you cannot take alone, sir. Amma. And the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. We have just one minute. Uh, any question, I'll just say a quick prayer and then we'll close. Any question, anybody? Thank you, everybody, for, for joining. Uh, it will be better next week. Apologies for the technical glitch, but it will be very better next week. Father, we thank you for tonight. Thank you for, you can use anybody for your purpose. You can use any boss for our promotion, for your words that you speak, the promises that you gave us, they are here and amen, and you are able and faithful, capable to bring them to fruition. Father, as we depart from here, Lord, every word you've spoken into our life, every prophecy you've given in the past, I speak them into fruition in the name of Jesus Whatever journeys we are going through in life, whatever battles we are going through in life, I speak to you as a church. I speak to you as your pastor, as your cover. The Lord will help you. You will complete it in the name of Jesus. I come against stagnation in your life. I come against anything that makes you to stay in one, in one spot. I come against it. I speak against it in the name of Jesus. Move Amen. forward in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Amen. Father. Amen. Your help shall Thank come you. in the name of Jesus. Everyone that is destined to help you will remember you tonight and start helping you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening. Uh, we'll see you in church on Saturday for evangelism uh, at 8 o'clock. Then on Sunday, 8 o'clock for service. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Bye. Thank you, sir.